this hidden secret. Do you want to know what it is? I haven't really mentioned this anywhere else, so you've got to keep it on the down low. Deal? Okay, here it is. Back in 2018 was when Bono and I actually started our first ever podcast. And we never talk about it because, well, we only got to three episodes. Yep, we 100% pod faded on that one. And it's a little embarrassing to mention. But I'm sharing it with you now because of something I'm going to be delving into with a special guest I have on this episode, Dr. Michelle Mazer. Because when we started that first ever podcast that we eventually pod faded, do you know what one of the hardest things was to even get it going? Yep, the name, the podcast name. And because we didn't know any better, we went with something that now, knowing better, makes absolutely no sense. It was not set up to have us actually be found. No wonder we pod faded fast. And I know having spoken to a number of you, some who are just starting out and others who may have been podcasting for a while but not seeing growth in your downloads, that this is what is missing. A new way to title your podcast so that it is clear and searchable on podcast players. And so I thought, who better to take us through exactly how to title our podcast name than someone who literally does this for clients. So hang with us because Dr. Michelle Mazer is going to be taking us through her framework, the three word rebellion to help us name our podcasts. My name is Deidre Shen, the CEO and co-founder of Capture, the world's first AI powered podcast copywriter. And this is the Grow My Podcast show. Hey you, it's Deidre Shen here coming to you from the Big Apple. In this episode, we are talking about naming your podcast. You may not have realized just how important this is, but it is one of the most important ways that you are going to be found on a podcast player, whether that's iTunes or Spotify or really any of them. And we learned this the hard way. Coming into podcasting super fresh with our first ever secret podcast, the one we don't talk about called the Unlearning Brunch Club. Yes, who wouldn't want to listen to the Unlearning Brunch Club? Anyone know what that even means? And actually, if you saw that title, would you start listening to it? So not only is it not really clear, which would have made it way easier to be found, but it's also not really the most compelling, which is why I am so excited to have Dr. Michelle Mazer on this episode, who is going to take us through her three-word rebellion framework. Michelle was an academic who did not love academia. It's a political world, which didn't suit her, and... She was living in Hawaii, which for a lot of us would have been a dream, but for her made her feel really isolated. I was at that point where I'm like, okay, I either have to go up for tenure or, and stay here, or I need to quit. And so I decided to quit and I came to the back to the mainland. I landed in Seattle and I was like, okay, so I have a PhD, which is a research degree. I might as well go into market research because I feel like my skills are very transferable. Like I know how to research. I'm good at it. <laughs> and what I realized is I 
kind of hated corporate life. Like I'm psychologically unemployable. Like I don't love people telling me what to do. I also am the type of person who can optimize things very quickly and skip steps. And that was not allowed, even though the work work quality was exactly the same. And I was way more efficient and could get more done. They're like, you shouldn't be making this process better. And I'm like, why? Why do you just like throwing money away? I don't understand. But what was great, it's like I really got a good foundation in business. So at this point in time, like I was still doing market research. A friend of mine was just like, you should do something with all of your communication knowledge in your head. Like you are so skilled at coaching other people because I was doing things like Toastmasters and I was working within like the organization I was working in. They would bring me to coach people on their upcoming sales pitches and other presentations they were doing. So I was doing that work informally at my job. And finally, you know, so I ran the business as a public speaking consultancy, working, yeah, basically creating keynote speeches and helping people with their speaker marketing. And honestly, like, I hate how the speaking industry treats speakers. They do not want to pay you. Like, let me just be honest. The speaking industry, there's so many speakers out there. So there's lots of supply, not enough demand. So unless you have a New York Times bestselling book or a huge following, it's really hard to get paid well. And it doesn't matter how expert you are, how great your message is, you're always going to be, you know, fighting for the dregs. And I'm like, this, this is terrible. Like, this is no way to treat a business owner. Like, oh, yeah, well, your, your knowledge isn't worth anything. So you should speak for exposure. Yeah, no, no, we do not do that. And I realized that my clients would take what we created in their speaking, their speech and use it for other things. I would see it pop up in their copy. I would see them write blog posts about it. A one client created like a three part video launch series from her speech. And I'm like, huh, yeah, this seems like it has other applications. And I really noticed that people kind of suck at communicating what their business is all about. And I feel like that's why, especially in online business, we just rely so much on like the bro marketing tactics, like the manipulation, the disappearing bonuses, the FOMO, the pressing on pain points, because that is so much easier to do than figuring out the best argument for your work and building that argument. So with her PhD degree in communications, Michelle was uniquely qualified and positioned to help her clients with messaging, which is so key to what we're here to talk about, naming a podcast. So how does she do it? Yeah, so... I have a PhD in communication, and I think that informs everything that I do in my business. I mean, because pretty much I do brand messaging for businesses. So finding a podcast name is something, it's part of the larger work that I do, but I know how difficult naming things can be. So I think one of the things that's great about having a PhD in a research background is I'm really good at spotting patterns. So I can have someone just vomit up a bunch of words and I can go through and be like, 
oh, this is really interesting. You've used this word or this phrase multiple times. Maybe that's important. Maybe that's something we should explore. So for me, it's really my business today is about playing on all of my research skills, my ability to spot patterns, to see how things fit together. And even my own messaging framework came out of patterns that I was spotting because I was at a time in my business where I was like, ooh, I was doing public speaking coaching. I wanted to move away from it. I really wanted to help people better communicate the value of their business, whether they're talking to one person or a million people. And so when that was percolating in my head, what I noticed, the pattern I noticed is that all of these social movements like Black Lives Matter, March for Our Lives, Me Too, they do a really great job of summarizing the change they want to create in just a few words. And I was like, oh, well, that's that's interesting. And then I noticed that my favorite entrepreneurs people like Simon Sinek and Start With Why or Mel Robbins and the Five Second Rule or Brene Brown, Dare to Lead, they do the exact same thing. They are bringing their message to this core essence that's really easy for people to understand and kind of get curious about, want to know more about. So in my brain, I was like, well, that's curious. We have these two phenomenons going on. I wonder if I took if I took questions from social movement theory, like what are you rebelling against? What's the change you want to create? What really ticks you off? And then ask my clients these questions, could we come up with this really tight message? And it worked, otherwise I wouldn't be talking to you today. And that became my messaging framework, the three word rebellion, which is great for getting the core message that kind of sits above your business, but also really great for naming your podcast. Before we get into how to use the three word rebellion framework to name your podcast, I couldn't help myself from asking Michelle what some of the common mistakes are when it comes to naming our podcast. Well, the big one is that they use a name that's already other people are using. So you like put it in the podcast app and there's already three podcasts that are named that. And it's like, that's not a good name. It's going to make it really hard for people to discover you. The other thing I see is that they make it about themselves. It's like, this is the Michelle Mazur show. Well, why am I going to care? It's not like I'm Kristen Bell and I have the Kristen Bell show, right? Like, Nobody knows me. I am not a household name. So when we call it like the Michelle Mazur show, it it doesn't doesn't tell you anything about the show. And unless people know you, they're not going to want to tune in to that show. So I see that a lot. So it's it's that just not it's not as descriptive as it needs to be not as intriguing as it needs to be to make people be like oh this sounds interesting tell me more like let me let me download an episode and see if i like it who else just cannot wait to get into the three word rebellion framework no matter where you are in your podcasting journey what you're about to learn is going to be so so applicable to you you may decide that actually you need to change your podcast name or you may see that you're onto something and perhaps you actually just have to refine the pieces around it. And don't worry, we'll be going into that too. 
Or perhaps you're about to start a new podcast and know just how important it is to nail the name now. Wherever you are in your podcasting journey, you are going to learn so much from the three word rebellion. So what I'm going to do is take a quick ad break. And when we get back, Michelle is going to be taking us through the three steps of her three word rebellion so that we can align our name with our purpose and get found on the podcasting platforms. Double whammy benefits, my favorite type. Are you ready to reach more people on more platforms in a lot less time with your podcast? Well, it's time to meet every podcaster's new best friend, Capture. Capture is the world's first AI-powered podcast copywriter and the fastest way to market and grow your podcast. In just 10 minutes or less, Capture will turn your episode audio file into an episode title, description, show notes, social media captions for Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, and TikTok, a promotional email, blog post, LinkedIn article, YouTube description, and full transcript. All of the drafts it creates for you are fully editable and downloadable. All you have to do is just upload your episode audio, wait for it to generate the drafts for you, and view and edit these drafts and download them to use in all of your marketing content. But before you think that Capture is just another robot that just writes words for you, I have to tell you about what makes Capture different. You see, Capture's AI has a very robust mix of human intelligence mixed into it. Capture was created by marketers so that every piece of copy it writes for you is infused with content honey traps so that your podcast episode stops the scroll and hooks your audience in to listen. But don't just take my word for it. Capture is offering you a free trial so you can see the magic for yourself for your podcast. Sign up takes less than 30 seconds and nope, there is no credit card required. Just head on over to www.capture.com and sign up for a free trial. That's www.capsho.com and sign up for a free trial today. I am talking to Dr. Michelle Mazer, who has created a framework called the Three Word Rebellion that we are going to use to help us come up with a compelling, enticing, and on-point podcast name. One that is on-brand and on-purpose for us, and that will make us, will help us be get found on podcast players. So let's get into the first step of this framework. The first thing you need to do is get all of those ideas that are in your head out on to paper. Because what I see so much is we business owners are in our heads, we're overthinking, and everything is just floating there. We don't document it. And in order to find a three-word rebellion, in order to name your podcast, your job is to get everything out of your head and onto paper. So the process that I use for that with my clients is free writing. So I give them prompts. So an example of a prompt could be, you know, what are you rebelling against? And then you set a timer for 15 minutes and you just write. You don't care about grammar or spelling. There's no overthinking. You just write whatever pops into your head. And sometimes it might be like, I'm rebelling against cleaning the litter box. That is fine because that's going to get you started. But clearly, 
really probably want it on your like podcast topic. (laughs) And then the second part of that is really getting clear on what's the change you want to create, what transformation. And I see people really struggle with this free writing because they get caught up in like, well, I'm if I say this, I don't know how I'm going to get there. And it's not important. The how is not important. The what if and really painting that picture of possibility. So the first step is free writing. Go through the process. Use the prompts. Dump your brain out onto paper. Ooh, okay. So step one is all about free writing. The second step is, it's a two-part step. So part one is doing the writing and then putting it aside for a good 24, 48 hours. Just let it sit. Because sometimes we get like, oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to sit here and do it all today. And that is not the energy to bring to messaging work. It's like, do the brain dump, get it out of your head, and then go and work on other things. Because when you come back, you will have fresh eyes, which you're going to need for the second part of this step. Because now you have to do something with that free writing. You have to read it almost with like the eye of a researcher. You want to look for like, what are are my rebellion themes? What are the patterns that keep showing up again and again? What are my creation themes? What are things that are really important that I am trying to create with my business, with my podcast? And then it's looking at the words. Like, Are there any interesting turns of phrase? Is there a verb or a noun that you're using a lot? Because I always find like action verbs can be the start of a great three-word rebellion. A phrase that you're saying again and again can be the direction for a three-word rebellion. And it's always interesting to me because my clients will say to me like, oh, well, I say that all the time. And I'm like, yeah, good. That might be. (laughs) <laughs> what your three-word rebellion needs to be. So I, so that is the second step, is to kind of put on your researcher's hat and look at this with fresh eyes to see what is emerging and to look for those words, those phrases that you're saying again and again. Amazing. Okay, and at this point, am I putting any filters on? And am I like, oh my gosh, I'm saying these things again and again, but it sounds really weak or it sounds like it's just not, it's too verbose, like... Do you, at this stage, do you kind of go, yeah, you want to start to filter things out or you just like, not again, still no filtering, don't do anything, just look at what these patterns are? Yeah. So in the book, I talk about it as kind of, you're going to start with more words than three. And actually a three word rebellion can be two to five words, by the way. But so you want to start broad. And I do this with my clients because there might be like a turn of phrase that's like six or seven words. And I'm like, oh, I really like the idea that's behind this phrase. So I will put it in like the idea section because then we can start to play with it and refine it. So start broad. And then as you're starting to like whittle down what your three word rebellion might be, you can like be more and more selective. Sometimes we find an interesting direction or we're really clear on the change that is created. So like one of my clients, she works with parents, except and the parents she works with her, their kids have some behavioral issues that are 
well, what the school tells them is not normal. They're just a little bit unconventional, right? So for her, we really had to go through this process of like, what impact does your work have on the parents? right and like really fleshing that out what impact does your work have on the children and fleshing what that looks like out so we can go much deeper and usually as we go deeper there's something that really firm emerges where i'm like oh i just i think it's this so it's you know it's this process of being very curious and very open to what your message could be because i feel like sometimes we just want to have a certain message whether or not that's the right message for us and so we're trying to force it and this process is just like nope just be there with curiosity and be willing to go deeper so i was working with a marketer her name is michelle evans and she had a podcast and it was called the marketing funnel show and I don't know about you, but I don't want to listen to a podcast about marketing funnels. That sounds like going to the dentist right? <laughs> for a root canal. It does not sound fun at all. And the, the thing was, is like Michelle has this great vivacious personality and she wasn't about like the typical like kind of bro marketing funnels that we see with like oh all these upsells and downsells but so we started really digging into her three-word rebellion and what ended up emerging was this idea of profit without worry because really she had a whole story tied into running her business having life just like hit her in the gut, but her business was still able to run and earn revenue. And she just wanted other people to be able to profit without worry. So we came up with that. We ch She changed the podcast title to Profit Without Worry, and she quadrupled her podcast downloads because of it. Because people want to listen to a podcast called Profit Without Worry instead of a marketing funnel show. So cool. Okay, so step one is all about free writing and just getting everything out of your head. I know personally, I find it a lot easier to talk than to write. And so if you're the same, perhaps start with just recording yourself talking through these points. Because then we get onto step two, which is all about letting it all marinate for a little and starting to see if we can actually get even deeper, which leads us to step three. So now that you have all of these words, you're probably wondering, okay, what do I do with them? And I think the most helpful thing to talk about is that there are three different types of three-word rebellions that you can play with, you can experiment with. So the first type of three-word rebellion is what I call the battle cry. It starts with a verb and it's active. It's telling you what action to take. So something like start with why is a battle cry. One of my clients writes bios and hers was unleash your epic credential, right? Like, cause her bios were so much more than bios. So she, so having that powerful verb with the follow-up words to kind of give you that curiosity. The second type of three-word rebellion is naming the change or naming the change agent. So this one tends to be a little bit more abstract. So an example of that would be the five-second rule from Al Robbins. 
three-word rebellion would be another great example for our work week. They don't all have to start with numbers, by the way, but those are the ones that are just coming in my head. But this is where you're really naming the phenomenon, naming the change that you're trying to create. So it's a little bit more abstract, which can be fun for curiosity. Um, and, and, you know, it has like... I love it because that's my personal one, but you do have to do a little bit more definition for your audience. So you're, if you're going to do something like that, like your podcast description becomes really important. And then the final one is the declaration or the mantra. And this is just like a powerful reminder for people. So think about Marie Forleo's everything is figure outable, right? That is something her people say to themselves. It was the name of her book. <laughs> Other great examples, Profit Without Worry would be one of them. One of my clients, she helps people figure out their relationship with alcohol. And hers was question the drink, right? So that her clients be like, okay, well, why am I having this drink? And is this necessary to me? So they could have a better relationship or no relationship with alcohol. I would say it's about the use, right? Because the battle cry is about the action. The declaration is about the reminder, right? The declaration, the mantra, it's something like, I want to profit without worry, profit without worry, right? Question the drink. It's everything's figure outable. It's something you would say to yourself again and again versus like, oh, oh, I'm going to go start with my why. How do I start? Like, where do I start? I don't know. I guess I better listen to his TED talk, right? So, I mean, one is more of this like reminder intention and the other is more of like, okay, let's bring into action and do the thing. Holy guacamole, how cool is that? So do you know which one you are gravitating towards? Which one sounds like the most like you? Is there even a right one to use? There is no right for them. <laughs> I mean, all of them are equal. All of them have their own unique challenges to create the other messaging around. And really, it, I let the words dictate which one to choose. Because sometimes we go in and she's, I'll have a client, she'll be like, oh, I want, I want a battle cry. And then we do not end up with one. <laughs> so it's really about letting those, you know, what emerges dictate what's the best direction and what's the most useful for the client and for the audience. I'm pretty inspired. Who else is already rethinking the name of your podcast? Using this framework gets us so much closer to having a powerful name for our podcast. One that is not only on brand, but it's also on purpose. But is that the be all and end all? For your podcast to find success? Your three-word rebellion, it's the starting point, right? It's what makes people curious. It what makes it makes them want to know more. So then immediately after their three-word rebellion, they're gonna be like, okay, so tell me more. Like, what's this podcast all about? What's your business all about? And that's where all the supporting messaging comes in. This one of the things I do with clients, it's called the client decision journey. And it's really this epic piece of messaging that you you figure out what conversations do you need to have for people who are brand new don't even know you yet and then how do you move them to like discussing the problem that you solve and then how do you move them to like what it is you want to offer or to your podcast so what are those key conversations that support the message and help with conversion because if you get somebody's attention 
information and then you don't know what to do with it. That is such a waste. It's so hard to get people to pay attention these days. So knowing exactly what to say to create conversation and create connection is really the key to making this three-word rebellion work for your business and for your podcast. Okay, so if I were to sum up, this is how to use the three-word rebellion framework to name your podcast. Step one is to free write or free talk if you're anything like me. Step two is to go even further and deeper. And step three is to distill all of that into your three-word rebellion. Whether that's a battle cry or naming the change or a declaration or mantra. I'm going to be right back where while I come up with my own three-word rebellion. <laughs> so in the meantime, here's how you can find out more about what Michelle is doing. If you're ready to get started finding your three-word rebellion, your one-of-a-kind message, I have a audio workshop delivered on private podcast feed at threewordrebellion.com. And if you want to know anything else about me, I'm over at drmichellemazer.com. So there you have it. Get in touch with Michelle if you want to learn more about her framework. Those links will be in the show notes. And if you haven't tried Capture, the world's first and therefore best AI-powered podcast copywriter, then do it now for free. Head over to capture.com and get in right now. And as always, stay awesome.